Welcome to today's episode of Dr. Simone's um, Mindspace. Today, I'm going to talk again to my um, yoga teacher back in New York. And we've been working a lot on exercising together or yoging together and um, also reflecting over life and, and how it is to be in this year 2020. Um, today's topic will be yoga, self-reflection, and self-care. And I'll let Dina introduce herself a little bit before we start uh, about our Q&As for today's episode. Well, first of all, thank you for having me back, Simone. Um, this is always really a cathartic experience for me just to speak with you and, you know, just share what I'm holding oftentimes um, inside um, because, you know, as a yoga teacher, I'm always focused on my students. And I think that, you know, this is one thing that I've been really thinking a lot about since I've been teaching online now for the past six months, I can't believe it, um, is just, you know, when you're in a profession, as I have been for 10 years now, 10 plus years, where you're taking care of others, just like what you do, um, if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to run out of your battery and you will not have the capacity to do what you do at the level and the quality that you were doing it before. So um, I've been thinking a lot about that and I know that we're going to chat um, a lot about just how to keep our, our tanks full um, so that we can, you know, serve others, which is, you know, we all need to be there for each other right now. That's the most important thing. So thank you for having me back. I'm excited to, to dive into that. Thank you for, for taking your time. Um, I would like to start with mental well-being and coping strategies during this very particular year. And if you have some tips um, as a yoga teacher, because I think often I, I, it's, it's hard to give tips to people because it's something that, you know, you sort of put your thing into them. But somehow it's, it's still good to to get to hear what other people do and share with each other what what is helpful definitely and and you know the things that I, i'm going to share they're really universal and just because you know certain things work for me um that's not to say you can't find your own path in your own way um but one thing that i know um as a business owner in general even before um you know everything happened this year um when I would start to feel really burnt out was when I would start to overwork and be inconsistent, you know? So I would either just be working around the clock, never have like quote unquote office hours, even though I don't have an office as a yoga teacher, my office is my yoga mat. Um, but also just, um, you know, just feeling uh, the need to just keep doing and doing and doing and doing and not work in those little times for, for breaks, um, which is, is kind of redundant. I already said that, but being consistent, I guess is my point. So consistency begins with having a schedule, right? And just like, you know, most jobs, you have your hours or nine to five or whatever they are. You'd be really lucky, I guess, if they're nine to five is a lot of people work very late hours, especially here in New York, um, where I am. Um, but you know, you have that lunch break scheduled in a lot of people don't take that. I know the Europeans are a lot better about, um, you know, rest and vacation. Um, but us, you know, over here on this side of the pond tend not to uh, really value that. And it's an issue. Um, so what I started doing, um, because, you know, when this all first started happening and we were all stuck in our homes, I was really good about 
taking online yoga classes or fitness classes or going out for runs. And then I just got so consumed with my business and trying to keep my online classes going and working, 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 and trying to constantly find new students that my self-care routine totally plummeted. So I had to take a step back and I sat down and I made a schedule and I literally put into my phone, like, you know, have your coffee break, like go walk your dog, um, take yoga class with, you know, Kate or whatever teacher, take this fitness class. And I would have alarms and I still do that now. And it's seriously the only thing that gets me to stop and, and just figure out even what time of day it is because a lot of um, people I've heard say this too, they're, they're kind of in this like foggy place in their brain where we don't know what day it is. We don't know what time it is. And especially when you're housebound, it's easy to just kind of lose track. So being consistent and setting a schedule is such a great way to have a sense of normalcy. And when you have a sense of normalcy, you have a sense of comfort. So um, I think that, that is huge and it might seem silly, but it really, really works. So I would, I would recommend to people to sit down, you know, just take it day by day. What little things do you want to work into each day? And make sure you're taking time in there to rest also. So don't over schedule. <laughs> um, so that would be my tip number one. Um, and another thing that I think is really, really helpful is getting out in nature. And, you know, depending yeah. on where you are in the world, um, I just came back from my favorite place is just being by the ocean. I find it super, super relaxing. Mm. You know, but some people feel that same way taking a hike or, you know, um, where else could you even go in nature going into the desert, you know, whatever, um, like really, really just helps you connect to the earth, I think is so grounding, you know, um, and, and so peaceful. So, you know, if you're in a city like right. me, you know, and, but you have access to maybe getting on, um, you know, a bike and going somewhere, taking a walk somewhere that you can be relatively alone. I highly recommend that because, um, otherwise we can, feel like prisoners in our own four walls. Um, and then the last thing I would say um, is just taking time to do things uh, beyond your yoga practice or you know whatever other physical activity you do that stimulate your brain. Um, because I find that you know my brain starts to feel like it's shutting down a little bit the more and more we go through this. And I think that's a function, unfortunately, of just depression you know I never considered myself a depressed person you know I've gone through some things in life that were very very challenging um, but I always was able to pull myself out you know um, and I've been feeling like some really low lows lately and so I started to pick back up like cooking again that it always brings me joy um, I picked up some new books um, I've been writing a lot and just getting your thoughts out on paper is so cathartic um, that's my favorite word. <laughs> and um, yeah, maybe you play an instrument or you pick up like learning a new language, like just do things that stimulate your brain because that's really what makes you feel alive and helps you flourish, you know, and brings you joy. So you've talked about that you were sort of leaving your own self-care a little bit lax because you were caring so much for others um and i'm a bit curious what what sort of was this quintessential part where you where you got like your turning point how you got out of it what what was this this time where you realized like oh no i need to focus on myself in order to be able to help others yeah definitely i mean and it's something that 
I fought for a while because I have been feeling like this. I've been feeling burnt out for quite some time. Um, but then I would feel guilty and I was like, oh, but my students need me and like I need to put all my energy into my classes and my students and my teaching and my playlists and everything that like, you know, I work really hard to make really special for, for you. Um, but you, you have to give back to yourself because I don't care how optimistic and positive of a person you are, like these things will get to you and eat at you if you don't do things that also lift you up, you know? And especially being in this isolation where I can't see you in person, um, that's what fueled a lot of my, my joy and my energy is just that one-on-one -on -one connection. So what I try to do in my classes is really interact with my students and make you feel and know it's not it's all real that like i am here and we are in this together and keeping that sense of community um so i think my brain love it <laughs> we love it so much that's that's what makes it actually unique this is the the connection and the feeling feeling seen you know like absolutely it's so crucial and um you know i think it's such a different energy and i know you've mentioned this to me too taking a class that's live versus taking a class that's recorded. And, you know, I do offer my classes recorded because some people, you know, such as yourself are in different time zones or just don't have the schedule that permits you to take live classes with me all the time. So I do offer recordings just as a supplement um, when you can't make it. But, um, you know, I thrive on the live classes as much as you guys do. So um, the turning point for me came when I realized this is the new normal and I know that's such an overused term now, but it just is, you know, I just found out that the main yoga studio that I've been teaching at for years in New York City closed all four of its locations. Um, and of course, that was devastating to hear, but it also kind of lit a fire under me to be like, I need to find a way to keep thriving in what I do. Like, this is my passion. I've spent so many years building this career and it's brought me so much joy and connected me to so many amazing people like you. I got to keep it going if the studios aren't going to facilitate that, you know? Um, so I made a commitment. I'm going to be rolling it out this weekend. I'm so excited uh, to offer this three month package to my students that a really good deal just to get people through at least the end of this year. So then again, you have your consistency, your normalcy, you know, I'm going to be showing up for you um, all through the year, all through the winter. Winter, which I know for me, especially in um, the Northeast of America, is really rough. <laughs> um, or in Sweden for me, you know. Uh, oh. you, just made, you just made my seasonal affective disorder go away. <laughs> you know, just telling me this. I, you're the first to know because um, I want to commit to you guys and I want to show you that like I'm stepping up and I will be here for you. Um, so that in and of itself, like making that commitment, was my turning point. And I was like, I'm doing this. Like, I'm not going to just feel, Oh, when are things going to change? When are studios going to open? Like, rather than like being when, what if just being like, I'm going to take control. And this is what I can do now for me and for you, um, to help get us through this. So that just has, it's been like this giant weight lifted off my shoulders, just being like, I'm committing to something. I think when you commit to something and you really stick to it, it's empowering. So really, really helpful recommendation to stick to something and also to commit, right? The scheduling, the commitment, um, and this, this life class streaming is, is 
is probably the, the way to connect for now at least and compensate for some of the lack of physical connectedness, right? But like, is there anything else you could describe that you feel like helps to, to you know, um, get connected even if you're not able to get physically connected with people? Um, so beyond yoga, you mean? I mean, I think it's so important to really feel connected to yourself, you know, and I think that when we feel like we're losing that connection to ourselves, then we feel um, like we don't have, we, we can't function. We kind of go into this zombie mode. And I know I was getting into that when I was just like, I really felt like I was just going through the motions. So um, I think referencing kind of back what I was talking about, about just doing things that fuel your passion and stimulate your brain and make you feel alive are so key. Um, and even having like little, little routines that you do beyond, you know, uh, your yoga practice. Like I like to get up in the morning sometimes and do a face mask or, you know, I always like to take my dog on a walk. Um, you know, and these things might seem silly and, and simple, but they just, you know, give you a sense of like, there is more than just getting up, turning your computer on, doing your work or doing your yoga. You know, they're, they're, keeping those things in your life that uh, you were doing before that you kind of just are like, uh, you know, I don't need to put, this sounds really silly, but like even just putting on mascara, I'm like, you know, like I, I might not. Yeah, totally. Self-care. Absolutely. You know? I love the face masks too. The, these right. were like my fellows in the, in the lockdown. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's really important. Own. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I'm like running out of questions from my side, but I know you had some from your side too, some things that you wanted to share. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what you, you've had in mind as well? Um, I think just mainly I want, um, if you have been uh, in a place like me where you are starting to dread the seasons changing and, you know, if you unfortunately suffer from seasonal affective disorder, um, just, I, I, I really encourage you to just start setting yourself up for success to get through the seasons ahead. And whether that's yoga, whether that's, you know, some of the things we chatted about earlier, you know, having a plan gives you that sense of comfort and security, you know, and, and I know a lot of these things are kind of like similar, uh, in topic, but it's, it's really, really true. It's, it's having that taking control, I think is so important and not feeling like you're so out of control. And yes, we can't control the seasons. We can't control when the sun rises and sets, but what we can control is our environment, you know, and, and what we can do to like create our own sunshine, you know? So I think that that's really crucial. So I would even say, and I was saying this to a, a student earlier um, who was telling me they've been having a lot of trouble sleeping and because their brain just won't turn off. And I said, get out your notebook like an hour before bed and write all that stuff down that is like plaguing you. So when you wake up in the middle of the night, like you already got it all out and you don't have to sit there and go, oh, this and that and this, you know. So anything that you can do that's a release it is so, so key because then we can feel like we're going into, you know, the next couple months or the next season or whatever it is with some sense of, um, a plan and, um, you know, some strength cultivating that inner strength to get us through it rather than being, just being like, Oh, 
I'm going to be depressed this winter. I'm going to be sad. Um, yes, those things, you probably will have an ebb and flow of emotion, but um, just, you know, build yourself up now as much as you can. And so that's what I've been working on is just ways to build myself up. Wow, that was just, I think, the very best end of a podcast lately. So I think, yeah, this is, this is incredibly helpful for a lot of people, no matter whether they have issues with seasonal affective disorder or not, but um, just in general, how to go about life. So thank you super much for, for this. It's been a delight to talk to you again. And um, yeah, let's do this again. I would love to. Thank you. And I can't wait to share this with my students.